Welcome to the Narrow Pond, Gospel Conversations for Confusing Times. I'm Turner. I'm Will. And I'm Ty. And it's been a few weeks, boys. Um, we got a little behind. We had. Uh, I don't know whose fault that is, but uh, I'm not gonna put it. I'm not gonna put it on me. I just know it's that it's everybody's. We we had Armadillo Festival, which took a big chunk of our time uh, for for basically a whole week, uh, and then the next week was I don't even month remember. of May's been nuts. Yeah, it's been crazy with graduation, with Mother's Day, with uh we had teacher appreciation we had uh baby dedication you know fill in the blank across the been board busy. uh we've been busy and uh but we're back and i'm really excited uh that we are back uh we may be moving this to like a bi-weekly thing i'm not really sure but we'll see uh it's just just we just go with the flow here um so the first question that we're gonna ask today uh is what are you guys reading I know reading is uh, a specialty of one person here, uh, not so much of, of some of us, uh, but we'll start with the reader. Ty, what are you reading? I just finished rereading a book called No Place for Truth, which came out in 1993. I was two years old. I was probably not born. <laughs> I was nine, and I didn't read it in 93. I was born in 93. There you go. But the book is still relevant today and talks about the loss Boomer. of... Hey, and it's good for the podcast today in a moment, what we're talking about, because it's basically dealing with the fact that the church has lost sight of truth, it's lost sight of theology, it's lost sight of scripture, and instead it has uh, given into pop psychology and a lot of silly, shallow things instead, and so it's a great book. Hey, man. Uh, Highly recommend it. The other book I just got done reading, another book, it's on called Fault Lines by Vody Bauckham. And it is about social justice issues and critical race theory in the church. And Vody Bauckham is an African-American man who thinks that uh, critical race theory and intersectionality are destroying the church. And so um, he offers a unique perspective because usually the groups who are using that um, tend to be more African-Americans than, than not. So it's an interesting book. I highly recommend it, too. I like Vody Bauckham. Cool. I like him. Uh, Will, what you reading? Uh, not nearly that uh, that high brow. No, <laughs> what he's doing. Cool. Uh, I'm reading the Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. Hey, the, old written, the old written, written link link novel. Okay. I, it, it's so good. This is the second. Right. This is my second time through it. But uh, no, a book that I that I've, I've enjoyed. I might have mentioned this before. I don't know if we in a previous podcast, but Crazy Love, Francis Chan. Okay, yeah, love that. Read that from time to time. Uh, my favorite one, and I haven't read it in a while. It's called Kill the Spider. Hey, don't, car- don't jump the gun here. We're just doing what you've read, or what you're reading right now. No, you said... Yeah, what you're what, reading what's your, right What's your now. favorite book? No, we're getting that to next. Oh, whatever. My gosh. Whatever. Just don't... It's not in the show notes. I made that up today. Uh, <laughs> what I'm reading uh, is a book called Visual Theology. Uh, it's uh, We're gearing up to move our Wednesdays to Sundays for our students uh, to do something else on Wednesdays, and so we're doing a th- series on theology. Um, just picked up and started reading a book called The Secular Creed. Uh, it digs into uh, topics like Black Lives Matter, Love is Love, uh, th- that kind of stuff, and brings it back to how should Christians react, how should Christians uh, take it. And then my, my sister and brother-in-law got me a devotional called Geek and You Shall Find. Uh, and each, um, each devotion is based on uh, scripture, but it's got this geeky theme to it. So I've read one uh, that had to do with Lost, uh, the TV show, and then this this one that I read today uh, was on cosplay. Uh, but 
The next one for tomorrow is on the original Star Trek series, so Ty would like that. Um, but she just takes these different geeky topics and then brings it back to scripture, and I, I absolutely love it. It's fun. Sick. Um, now we're going to get into uh, a topic that uh, Will already jumped the gun on. Um, but we are talking about a book today, uh, and as this is a Christian podcast, you can kind of guess what book that is. But before we get into that, uh, I wanted to, to, to throw out this question of what is your favorite book or books? Uh, we'll start in the same direction as Ty, and then we'll go Will, and then we'll go Wait, me. you're going to put me on the spot with favorite books and make me come up with it first? Man, I haven't even had time to think about this. I, I have so many favorite books. I asked him this 15 minutes ago. I know, but still, man, I'm still pondering and thinking. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, Will's already given his answer. So, Will, what you got? Kill the, <laughs> kill the Spider, cre- Carlos Whitaker. Kill uh, the Spider. Carlos Whitaker is a... He's, he's a pastor worship leader uh he's kind of a personality on youtube now um but he's got this book called kill the spider and it's kind of about it's about his journey um going into uh therapy at this there's this location in tennessee where you kind of do this group therapy you go in you leave your phones in your car when you go in and you stay there for a month nice and uh just kind of going going through that that the cycle of all things uh in that facility, but it's, it's very interesting. And okay. I, um, I really, really did get, get a lot out of it. And I've, I've read it several times through. It's very good. Sweet. I, uh, for me, uh, I always put Harry Potter in this, this list, uh, growing up, my, my parents got me the first book, um, when it came out. And so nobody really knew what, what it was and, and what it would, would be. Uh, and I read it in about a day and a half, which doesn't happen. Uh, because I don't do that. And, uh, and then after, you know, that book, I loved it so much that, uh, each book afterwards uh, we would go at midnight to the store, we'd pick it up, I'd read it, but I would reread each book before the new one came out. So there's no telling how many times I've read through, uh, all these books, but I absolutely love that book. Uh, it's, it's, uh, or those series, except like the first half of the last book, it's boring, but, uh, all the rest of it's great. Uh, but my absolute all time favorite book. Ty's heard me talk about this book plenty. The movie is awful when compared to the book, uh, but it's a book called Ready Player One. Uh, it just hits everything that I am uh, with with uh, just nerd culture, nerd. Uh, video games, movies, TV, music, everything that I love is in there. Uh, you know, I'm not recommending that for everybody to read this book because it does have language. It does have, you know, things against Christianity, that kind of stuff, but... Uh, just from a nerd and uh, in, in loving digging into how this guy writes. Um, I th- absolutely love that book. Uh, I actually just rewatched the movie last week just to see if, like, all right, maybe I gave it a bad rep. If it wasn't titled Ready Player One, it would be a great movie. But because it's titled Ready Player One and they changed everything about the book to fit into the movie... I had to say, man, it just doesn't do it for me, but other up. people love it who have not read the book, uh, if that makes sense. Um, but I did. I gave it another shot. Uh, Meredith looked at me like I was crazy when I told her. She's like, you hate that movie. You talk about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I got to uh, <laughs> because I, I am so passionate about that book. Um, I've, I've read it probably four or five times i've listened to the audiobook probably six times will wheaton does the audiobook and it's great 
I love it. I made my wife listen to it uh, on a car ride. Man, can't get Have enough of that you listened to his tabletop game? Yeah. yeah I yeah, figured. Yeah. I love that one. Will Wheaton's uh, funny. Is, what, is it just called... Uh, just called tabletop, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. He yeah. Did, it, when a, is it a video podcast or a video cast? I can't remember. But yeah, it was it was, on I YouTube. watched a few episodes. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, that's where I got yeah. a lot of the games that I've got that that I love to to play through is uh, from his thing. Uh, Ty, you've had some time. <laughs> uh, we we stalled a little bit. What you are some of your favorite books? Okay, I'm gonna throw out there an author who was popular in Great Britain in the 1930s. 40s and 50s, a guy named Graham Greene, and I'm thinking of two novels of his that both have had an Im- impact on me. In the 30s and 40s, Ty was 15, so that makes <laughs> no. sense. But Graham Greene is one of these classic English authors from the 20th century, and the first one was a book called The End of the Affair, and it's about this guy who has an affair with a woman. And then her husband asks him, he doesn't know that this is the guy she cheated with, to hunt down and figure out if she's having another affair. To discover that, well, I don't want to give the book away, but anyways, it has a lot of religious imagery, things like that. Graham Greene was a Catholic, but it's amazing. It blows my mind. It's a great book. The other one is another book he wrote called The Power and the Glory. And certainly, I know how you said your book was autobiographical. The main character in this book is not autobiographical, or like, or... In Ready Player One, you you identify because you like video games, yeah. you like nerd culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell you now, the main character in The Power and the Glory is a character known as the Whiskey Priest. So I don't identify with him because I'm not some drunk, whiskey-drinking <laughs> Mexican Catholic priest. But Not on a, weekdays. but Not on weekdays. <laughs> but anyways, it is an amazing book talking about religious faith. Uh, talking about courage, even talking about what is true faith and things like that. And once again, even though I'm not a Catholic, I love the book. It's well-written. It's a thriller. And so those are two books that I love and highly recommend. Awesome. Um, and that kind of brings it back to, I thought you were going to say something about like Jane Eyre or Wuthering Heights or the Snooze Fest books. Um, I man. love Wuthering Heights. I can't now. stand those books. Wuthering Heights they're is so wonderfully so bad. Dark. What is they're wrong with so you? So bad. No, they are not. Oh man, they're so bad. But I totally know about this. You didn't have to read those in <laughs> no. high school. What? I didn't read Wuthering Heights. Jane Eyre is okay, but Wuthering Heights. Jane Eyre, Wuthering Heights. Is great. I never did. Man. What about Pride and Prejudice? That's I never, never yeah, had I to read. Pride and Prejudice is a good little read. If you don't like Jane Eyre, you probably will like Pride and Prejudice because Jane Eyre is dark and Pride and Prejudice is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I started reading that and loved what I read. I watched the movie. It's okay. Uh, of course, you would have watched the movie. I'll just tell you something. Other than Breakfast at Tiffany's, every book is better than the movie. Okay. Anyways. Sorry. I will agree on Ready Player One. Uh, but speaking of books, we are going to talk about scripture today. We're going to talk about our source of truth. Um, the good book. The good book. <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, in today's culture, we do have, you know, my truth versus your truth. And if my truth doesn't hurt you or if your truth doesn't hurt me, then who cares? Um, but the problem is what happens when my truth is in opposition with your truth? Who's who's right? Who's wrong? Uh, it's just a tough topic that um, can be uh, combated. It can be identified because it is found in Scripture, and that's what we're talking about. Um, but uh, in talking with Scripture, you know, we've we've talked about the story of Scripture before. I think in our entertainment episode, we talked about uh, 
the story of scripture and how you know we can we can pull it back to movies that have this grand scale of uh, storytelling through multiple movies like the Marvel movies or whatever right. you know you've got the same story at the beginning of the scripture is still there at the end of scripture you've got this thread that uh, covers the entire scripture but you know for some scripture is very hard to uh, to trust um, mainly because of how long ago it was written um, and so that's kind of where we want to start our jumping off point is can we trust scripture when it was written so long ago Ty you being the pastor you being the one that is supposed to know scripture the most I don't know that was made up yeah. but um, where did you come up with that uh, off the top of my dome bud um, <laughs> every Christian should know the Bible and know scripture right. but anyway Jesus Duke. Uh, so uh, with you being the pastor we're going to start with you uh, can you trust scripture even though it was written you know thousands of years ago Certainly, and I'm actually going to approach answering that question from an apologetic direction. What? Um, and here's what I mean by that. Most ancient literature, especially when it deals with a nation, a culture, things like that. Like Jane Eyre? Uh, that's not that old. We're talking ancient, okay? Um, it's ancient to me, man. <laughs> okay, ancient used to be, I think it had to be like 500 to 1,000 years, but anyway. Jane Eyre's not 500 to 1,000 years old. 1800s. We're, oh, it we're, was written like it was. So. It's about 200 years ago, but anyways. Um, we're talking about truth, and we're talking about the Bible. Uh, most ancient literature, especially from a culture, especially when it was uh, given from sort of a higher hierarchical class and everything else would sort of put the rulers, leaders, the people in a, a good light and always make it appear as mm. the nation was successful. Yeah. Every war was won. Everything was done great. And the gods always approved of what that nation did. The Bible, on the other hand, even just thinking right now, I'm thinking Old Testament. Oh, complete opposite. Um, the, the Bible basically gives you every foible, every sin, every stupid terrible thing that mm -hmm. that people did it points it out and to me it's just the fact is what is truth but not being willing to expose the flaws of who the book is written up yeah. written about i mean even moses if and i do believe moses wrote the first five books of the bible moses mentions i mean he doesn't cover up the fact that he murdered someone mm -hmm. in egypt he doesn't cover up the fact that he hit the rock when yeah. uh, he wasn't supposed to um and he he even shares the truth. So again and again, the fact that this book doesn't paint just a rosy picture, but actually gives um, the dark side of, of the Israelites and, and their sin and, and why they were taken into exile and all these things, to me, in and of itself, proves that just its difference from every other piece of literature, it doesn't cover up things. And so in a world where people now even argue and use phrases like alternative truths, mm -hmm. um, which by the way, means a lie. Um, that's what an alternative truth is. Yeah. Truth is truth. The Bible doesn't do that. And so for me, if you just want to ask where, I, I don't think we have any ancient document that, that is that honest yeah. and forthright about the people I mean, it writes you can about. See it. You can see it in David. I mean, this great leader, you know, anointed by God, chosen by God to be the king, and then, you know, cheats or commits mm -hmm. adultery, kills the husband, uh, you know, fill in the blank of this dude. But, I mean, he's still an important player. You can even look at the disciples. These are guys that were around Christ, you know, 24-7 for three years. Scripture still mentions dumb stuff that they do. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the fact that they all just bolted, you know, um, that, you know, like you said, that doesn't happen in, in retellings or, or historical documents on nations and stuff. They want the best of the best being, being remembered. Um, but scripture just tells it like it is. It's going to hit on the good. It's going to hit on the bad. Right. Uh, Will, what you got? No, and, and along those same lines, you know, you, t- you look, you look in the Bible, you look at all these examples these weren't these weren't perfect people mm-hmm. telling these stories. I mean, it, it was uh, just straight up from people who were, in in a lot of ways, just garbage, yeah. <laughs> and had to uh, had to re- repent of their sins. And you know, you you bring it to modern day, you know, the world is full of people who are not who who aren't perfect, but are striving to to live like Jesus, and so. I think that, um, but yeah, but to, to suffice, can we trust scripture? Yes. Yeah. Because it's not this, you know, it, it, it doesn't have all, all the perfect and happy-go-lucky things going on in it. There's, there's hard truth in it, and, you know, we, and we have to realize that every day. I wish I was looking at, while we was talking, I was looking on my bookshelf. I think I gave my last copy away, uh, but uh, Alex McFarlane. Uh, has a book called Ten Questions Every Christian Must Answer. I think it's Alex McFarland. Yeah. Um, and uh, inside that book, you know, scripture and, and the the uh, trustworthiness of it uh, is one of those questions. And he writes about, you know, this is a book that was written in the span of thousands of years. This is a book that was written on, what, nine different mm-hmm. uh, continents. This is a book that was written by so many different authors uh, from so many different uh, cultures, uh, uh, backgrounds, uh, everything, and yet it's still a full story that makes sense, that has no contradictions. Like, that doesn't happen. You couldn't ask the three of us for Will to start a story, for me to write a middle of a story, for Ty to write the end of the story. I can guarantee you it's not going to make sense. I'm already thinking about what kind of nightmare that story yeah, would be. Yeah, I, I am too. Um, but, like, that's the the amazing thing about Scripture is it's all these things that shouldn't mesh, right. but it does. Uh, and it all comes back to this is God. This is God's truth. and um, Which leads us to our next uh, uh, question, which is, do we trust all of it or do we just trust the red letters? Uh, and by red letters, I mean the words of Christ. This is a, a big topic. Uh, I know for me, I've, I've had this played out in, in my life. I had uh, in college, I was part of a fraternity. Will was also a part of this fraternity. But um, my first year in this, this, this organization, uh, one of my pledge brothers, actually during the summer, um, called me and came out to me. Uh, said, hey, man, I'm gay. Uh, just want to let you know I'm probably not coming back to, to college. We, we went to Washtenaw Baptist, so... It, would have been frowned upon of course um and so you know I, I just had that conversation with him of man i love you um you know i love you as a as a person but i don't i don't condone i don't agree with this lifestyle you know and here's a line i started pointing out scripture and his his words to me were well what you just quoted was paul that's not christ so it, it doesn't really count if it if it wasn't Christ saying it, um, but just like what I just talked about, for me it all comes back to, 
you know, this is God's word. All scripture is inspired by, is written by uh, God. And and if we believe that, then and what was written in Genesis 1 is written by the same person who wrote Revelation. I mean, this is all from God. Mm-hmm. Yes, he used human beings as a way to uh, pin it down. Um, but the words are from him. The words are inspired by him. And so, you know, whether Christ said it, whether God's speaking in the Old Testament, whether it's uh, a, a prophet in the Old Testament or whether it's disciples or apostles or fill in the blank in the New Testament, man, this is all from God. This is everything. And so uh, do we do we agree? <laughs> I mean, there's still parts of Scripture that when I read it, I'm like, man, I don't I don't know about that. But then that just points out to me there's something in my life that I've got to get right. Like there's something in my life that doesn't line up with this if I think that this isn't right. Um, and so for me, that's the the big point of do we trust it all? Absolutely, because God has used, God has written it all. I mean, this is God's word. That's why we call it that. Um, Ty, what you got? <laughs> so um, I really don't like people who play the red letter versus everything in uh, mm-hmm. all scripture game. First off, because I'm just going to go and throw this out there. The red letters are an editorial decision made by the printers of that Bible. And so someone came along and decided, hey, we, you know, because it might say Jesus said this, that we can say this is what Jesus said. But then when we take into account what scripture says about itself and other parts, for instance, you've got like 1 Timothy 3 or 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God breathed and is mm-hmm. useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. Um you know, we, we've got this proof right there, at least. And, of course, I guess your friend might say, well, that's still Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have the whole history of, of just even the Old Testament again. I mean, Jesus quoted it. Jesus spoke of it as authoritative. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I mean, and then we can easily adopt a similar view on the New Testament works based on the early church accepted it. it the apostles yep. were meant to give the words of Christ. I mean, we know. He established them so that they would they would teach and lead people into all truth and give us the foundation of what became the New Testament or the close associates of them. Um, and so we, we're we not even supposed to play the red letters verse, verse the black letters because it all is God's word according to what it attests it to itself. Um, the doctrine we would hold to, I do want to mention it as the verbal plenary um, in, inspiration of scripture and basically that's all the words of scripture verbal the full plenary um, are inspired by God and we do believe that the characteristics of the writers of each text still come out but that yeah. God in their writing of the, and he didn't dictate it to them that's why you can read Peter and say that his works read different than Paul's works do I love even Peter at the end of his second letter um, he even he says he he, he does consider Paul's letter script uh, Paul's writing scripture and he himself Peter one of the uh, apostles who was with Jesus one of the disciples who was with Jesus even makes the comment Paul's letters are hard to understand yeah. and I just mm-hmm. I think that's pretty yeah. funny so anybody who's ever struggled with anything in Paul Peter struggled with some of the stuff Absolutely. that Paul said too but again and again it attests itself um, then we look at the fruits of what scripture has done throughout the years but we can go on and on I mean Psalm 119 the longest chapter in scripture deals with scripture again and again and again mm-hmm. but it is god's truth and um and it's really the only source we have to fully understanding god i mean if it was based solely on 
just what everybody says, well, God's telling me this, God's telling me that. I mean, think about, I mean, there are some people who act that way, but usually the churches who have people who dismiss scripture and say God's telling them things are usually the ones that most people look at and think, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. off. But truth, scripture gives us a baseline of truth that then we can look to to make sure that if we feel God is leading us in a certain way, he really is leading us in that way. Hmm. And when people are looking for to hear from God, I mean, all the time, well, I want God to show me this, this, and this. They don't have to sit there on a log and just wait and expect some kind of divine intervention to come. They can open God's word, and they can find, if they'll study, read it, yeah. and know it, they can find the thing they need to know how to live and how to do what God is calling mm-hmm. them to do. And so there's so many wonderful things when we talk about Scripture in that way. Yeah. Uh, Will, what you got? Yeah, so I was going to go based off that that verse in 2 Timothy as well. The, But just for the sake of, of it, I'll, I'll repeat it. All Scripture is breathed out by God. This is the English Standard Version. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Um, and it all goes back to whether or not you think that the word of the Lord is inspired, if you think that the, that the Bible is, in, is the inspired word of God. And if you do, you take all of it. Yeah. It's not just a, um, not just what Jesus said. It's not just a buffet. Exactly. You know, because if, you, you can't just take the, the, the parts that you agree with mm-hmm. because, and, and we mentioned it already today, but if there are things in the Bible that you can, that, that I look at and, and think, I don't, I, I don't know about this. I don't know mm-hmm. about anything, but, if you don't agree with it, it's you. It's you who has to change. Yeah. It's not. It's not the word of the Lord. Yeah. Because we, you know, because we are sinful people, and, and we serve a perfect God. Mm. We serve a perfect God who inspired all the words of the Bible, and so that's that, that's kind of what what I what I think on it, and um, you know, it, it is the word of the Lord inspired, and I think it is. Yeah. Um, and, and what you just said about, you know, us having to change instead of scripture that, that goes into our last question, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I think is huge. Uh, and especially for, for our culture today is should scripture change to fit culture? Um, this is, uh, something that's been, you know, different denominations are struggling with this more yes. than, than Southern Baptist, but I'm, I'm sure our time is going to come, uh, in a little while once you know everything just ramps up um but ty should scripture change to fit culture no and it gets back to will just said it a moment ago everyone's a sinner Mm. the problem with scripture is not scripture the problem with scripture uh with what's going on right now is just the fact that people actually don't want to live in light of scripture yeah and it's one thing to talk about people who are not believers people who've rejected christianity of course they're not going to accept what Scripture says. But the sad part is when people who claim the name Christian or claim to be Christ followers, then they start to dismiss Scripture and say, well, God's Just leading us in a direction. It. Disregard it. And, and every time that has happened in the history of the church, those people basically end up at some point that they start down that pathway of rejecting Scripture and they end up no longer believing anything that looks like historical Christianity or looks like what biblical faith. Mm -hmm. And of course I use the word biblical faith, but looks like what faith has been believed and demonstrated to be throughout 
the you know the history of the church and so that's kind of what we're up against and certainly there may be a few things that become harder for us to understand because of the distance in time between us and them but that puts it the work upon us to do the study mm-hmm. to make sure we understand the context and then how that context in understanding scripture in its context then how it leads to us understanding how it fits our world today but i think the biggest problem is just we've got a lot of people who they basically want to live their life their own way mm-hmm. as even Christians. Sure. And the problem, I mean, if you ask me what's the biggest glaring problem among Christians, and it's always been this way, but it's again and again, they don't let God lead their life and lead their direction. And the way he does that is through his word. Mm-hmm. And so um, if people want to know what God has in store for their life. They need to open that Bible. People want to know how to live. They need to open that Bible and they need to do the hard work of asking, am I living according Hmm. to what his word says? And if they're not, the problem is not with God or his word. It's with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and we we can kind of piggyback on things we've already said, but you, you, you think about culture and you think about the world. We're not supposed to be like the world. Yeah. As Christians, we're not supposed to be supposed to be like the world, and when we strive more and more to please the world, we fall short, and we'll fall short every time, because the world that we live in can't be the 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 thirst can't be quenched, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yep. and, um, and and a lot of things, and so I I'll always go back to. The fact that you just have you you have to focus on pleasing the Lord, um, and trusting in the Lord. My favorite my favorite passage in the Bible, or my favorite couple of verses in the Bible is Proverbs three five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. And man, I've I've leaned into that so much. Um, just trusting in the Lord that that He's going to do what He says He's going to do, and he hasn't failed me yet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thank so, you for adding that line on. Yeah. I know you hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song so much. <laughs> the, but and, and he's, he's not, he's not going to fail yeah. me. Um, and when, when the world fails every single day. Yeah. And man, it's just, you it, know, it, it's hard. It's hard to do. For me, and this is something that that I I always say on Wednesdays. One of the coolest things about Scripture is, uh, and about God is, is that God never changes. Mm-hmm. Um, God is the same yesterday, today, forevermore. Um, and if God is is the same, and if you believe that God is truth, you believe that His Word is true. It means that God's Word never changes. It 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 can't change. It doesn't need to change because it's perfect. Yeah. And then I follow that up with, yes, the amazing thing about Scripture and God is that it never changes. The hard thing about Scripture and God is, is that it never, never changes. changes. Um, because we live in a culture and a world that changes every, every second. second. Um, you know, what is now mainstream today was not, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, what is going to be mainstream when my kids are adults? Uh, and they're raising families is probably not mainstream today. Um, and so, you know, you've got all these issues of homosexuality, gender identity, 
racism, social injustice, you know, you mm-hmm. could fill in the blank with all the big topics of the world today um, and how people think. Uh, and, and I've heard it from people that are close to me of, you know, we've got to change scripture to fit all this stuff because, you know, these are God's people. You know, this is, we are all created in in God's image. Yes. But we've also let sin corrupt that image. We've also let sin come into our lives and corrupt marriage corrupt relationships, corrupt um, uh, the way that we view gender and and how God created male and female and what you are is what you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's all these different things that uh, culture and society is is pounding the church to say, you know, if you don't agree with this, you need to change. And that's the hard part about trusting in this book that we trust in and trusting in the God that we trust in is because he does not change. Um, and it's amazing to, to see that. And it's hard to follow that um, because you are so pressured. You are so caught up in the world today. But um, now that does not mean that, you know, scripture does say we love people. You know, we, we go and, and, and preach uh, the gospel to people because we are all sinners. We were in that spot yes. <laughs> before we accepted Christ, and we still are in that spot today because we are still sinners. Um, however, we have that hope through the gospel that we've, we've put our faith and trust in. Um, and so we're called to love people. We're called to go and, and preach and teach, uh, but that does not mean accepting, celebrating mm-hmm. um, what is different from Scripture. Um, and so should scripture change? No, because it can't. I mean, if it did, if it followed a sinful person's thoughts, then it's no longer perfect. It's no longer this, uh, just like, I don't even know the words to describe what it would no longer be. It would no longer Um, be inspired. Yeah. Um, because you've taken what was perfect and what was good and what was truth, and then you've combined it with, well, Will's truth and Ty's truth and Turner's truth and the person across the street's truth, you know, uh, and those truths don't mesh. They don't right. go together. And so um, if you did that, man, Scripture would be all over the place. It would. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you've seen this over and over. I always, always pick on, um, is it, it's, it's Mormonism. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, when it first came out, African-Americans were not allowed. And then they got this divine revelation. Oh, oh, now that, now that uh, rights and everything else happened, we can, we can uh, allow we, we, this. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, God spoke uh, and, and we've got to change what he already wrote because he changed his mind. No, God doesn't change his mind uh, when it comes to that. Yes, God, uh, you know, with Moses and, and the people after they've made the idol, Moses goes up on behalf of the people uh, when he brings down the Ten Commandments, all that good stuff, and, and pleads on behalf of the people, and God uh, kind of withholds. Um, but that doesn't mean that God changed, you know? Right. Um, and... Uh, you know, over and over and over in Scripture, we can see that that God is God, mm-hmm. that God, and uh, what He teaches and what He He is, uh, and what His followers should believe does not change, no matter what's going on in culture. Um, 
And so how do we bring this back to the narrow? How do we bring this back to, uh, you know, following that narrow path that is hard? And, and I think we've hit it that following this book is hard. Um, yeah. it, it goes against who we are, really, uh, to our core and the sin nature that we have, because some of the things that we read don't make sense to us or they don't agree with us because we have this problem. Right. Um, but it's also hard because culture is continually changing uh, and continually changing. And, and we have to stand firm in what we believe. We have to stand firm in who God is and what he says. Um, what about y'all? What, what's some kind of closing um, thoughts, uh, closing kind of um, encouragement of, you know, sticking to the narrow when it comes to scripture and truth? I'm the way, the truth, mm. and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. This is the same book of the Bible, John's Gospel, which also says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all yep. things came into being through the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, in a sense, even when Scripture talks, uh, you know, we might think of, okay, the Bible is God's Word. God's final and ultimate Word is His Son Himself, and also... Um, Hebrews 1 says the same thing in many times and in many ways God spoke and in these last days he's spoken through his son and so the issue is do we change in a culture that tells us your narrative is the most important what you believe is the most important the issue for us is is God's narrative more important mm. and it's about yielding and giving up our rights to autonomy or what we think is right and turning it over to him but if we want to hold on and keep that autonomy, Scripture also says that we can gain the world and we can lose our soul. And so that's where the narrow comes. Are we going to be the kind of people who say, I'm putting my life in God's hands and I'm allowing his word to lead it, or I'm going to let my own narrative or the, what the mm -hmm. world tears, tells me is my narrative lead, be where I lead my life from. So hmm. that's the issue at stake. Yeah. John 10.10. 10. Uh, says that um, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Um, the thief, I think we can say is, you know, we can say it's, it's Satan, but the, th but the thief is the world <laughs> in, in, in this scenario. Um, but Satan is coming to steal, kill, and destroy us. But God is here that we may have life and we may have it to the full. Um, and I think that's an important thing to lean on um, with within this, with le leaning on, uh, on on God's word and um, just knowing that we we serve a mighty God and that um, He is going to do what He says He's going to do. Yeah, uh, and and Ty, I'd be thinking of this too, but. Um, just with some of these uh, topics that we've covered that, you know, does fit into culture that we're, sh we're kind of trying to figure out, okay, how do we, uh, how do we as Christians, how should we react? Uh, one of, one book that I want to uh, draw your attention to is, is written by a man named uh, Sam Albury. Uh, it's, it's uh, what does scripture, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? I believe is the title of it. Uh, it's a really small book. Um, but this is a, a guy who, who struggles, a priest in England, 
who struggles Thank with a, yep. a same-sex attraction, mm-hmm. um, but has decided to follow scripture and decided to follow uh, God when it says, you know, that is a sin. And so, yes, he struggles with it, but now he's taking this, this, um, life of celibacy, um, because he knows that that relationship for him yeah. would go against God's word. Uh, but that whole book, uh, is a great book to, to dig into. If, if you want to dig into that aspect of homosexuality, there's, uh, a couple of books on on uh, homosexuality is is one of the books, and then transgenderism uh, is another book. I can't think of what series they're in or who the authors are. You Preston gave them Sprinkle, to me. Maybe no, uh, you gave them to me. Oh, I thought it was, it was no, Owen Strahan and um, or so the homosexuality is by Owen uh, Strahan Strahan and Gavin Peacock. What does the Gavin Bible Peacock, teach about homosexuality? Yeah. And then they've got one on transgenderism too in the same kind of series um what is uh the series i guess is just called what does the bible teach about and then it gives a topic uh but both of those are great uh if you want to dig into those i haven't finished the secular creed yet uh but it does dig into uh topics like black lives matter love is love gay rights or civil rights women's rights or human rights transgender women are women uh, i haven't finished that so i can't give my complete uh, approval of it. Maybe, we'll, uh, maybe by the next one. Give me, give me about a week <laughs> or so, and I'll. That's another short book um, as well. Um, Ty, do you have any that, uh, whether it's, you know, topics of culture today and bringing it back to scripture, or just the trustworthiness of scripture, uh, that you would recommend if someone wants to, kind of grow in their understanding <laughs> of, the importance. Uh, well, like I said earlier, one of the books I just read is Fault Lines. It's dealing with specifically the issue of social justice, uh, critical race theory. But it, of course, deals with Scripture and how Scripture should be our, our say and how we view and, and think about the world. Um, knowing God, Desiring God are books that, mm-hmm. that I mean, uh, certainly Scripture falls into one of the things that those two books talk about. And you could even throw in, like, A Case for Christ. Um, certainly. Yeah. Um, that's, trying to who... prove, that's trying to prove the truth of the resurrection, yeah. but in proving the truth of the resurrection, he's proving the truth of the gospel accounts yeah. of Jesus. Um, yeah. And so that would be a, a good one to, to, to fall back on. You know, there's, there's a lot of, of great books out there. Uh, to help you, there's a lot of great podcasts. Uh, there's also some terrible ones. Uh, so just research, just uh, uh, dig in, find people that you trust, uh, writers that you trust. That doesn't mean that you agree with 100% of what they say, um, because I, I do think that you take whatever you hear, whether it's on a Sunday morning uh, or an audio book or music uh, or a, a book that you read on Christianity, you take that and you funnel it through scripture, because uh, that is the most important thing. And so uh, but do the research uh, is another way to bring that back to the yeah. narrow of, um, f- you know, continuing to grow in our understanding of Scripture, continuing to, to understand why we should be able to trust it uh, and why it doesn't change. And, and even through these changes of culture that are going on today, how should we as Christians view that and live that uh, or try yeah. to uh, I have and I do have one other book recommendation. I, I needed to look it up, but. Um, and I've read it, and I, I enjoyed it. It's just a long title, but it's John Piper. I know you and I oh, both of course, like John yeah. Piper. The title's pretty long for John. It's a Peculiar Glory, 
how the Christian scriptures reveal their complete truthfulness. And he would be the one to write that title. <laughs> and, and, but it fits the podcast. This is yeah. what is truth and scripture yeah. being truth. And so I do highly recommend it. It's a great book. I've read it. Yeah, and uh, it is. Piper's going to be on the on the intellectual side yeah. of things, um, but hey, people need to push to work hard. Oh, absolutely, things. absolutely. And, and, and I still think anybody who's willing. That's to, why we give our graduating seniors a John Piper book. And then Kevin Young them. taking God at His Word. I'm yeah. pretty sure you have a copy of that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A, you, I think did a series. I did on a that. series on that book. I yeah, love that's that another book. one that's absolutely. really good dealing with to, scripture as well. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's a ton that mm-hmm. you can you can look up. Um, and again, if you, if you follow us on Facebook, drop us a, a comment, drop us a question, uh, either one of me and Will would love to answer that. Ty is not on social media, so he can't. Um, but, uh, we can, if we don't know, we know people who are smarter than us, uh, as well. And so, That's true. uh, we can go get that. <laughs> but if you want more recommendations, if you want, uh, just have a question that, that you kind of want to work through and, and talk about. We would love to hear from you. Uh, follow us on Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, but with that being said, uh, thank you for listening. It's been a while. We've we've uh, been super busy. It's we're just going to keep getting busy. I promise we're sorry. <laughs> uh, through the summer, especially for me, uh, it's going to be busy. I think it's going to be busy for all of us with kids camp, with uh, you know, getting stuff for, for Christmas hey, musical. He's together. not even doing choir this summer. He ain't yeah, hey, no. He's still got. He's still I got. got I got prep. Yeah. I got nah, prep. Um, but uh, we're we're still dedicated to to getting this out because we love just getting into a room and laughing and making fun of each other and also talking about things that actually matter. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of the time what we do. We just talk about movies uh, <laughs> or TV. Uh, but with that. I'm Turner. I'm Will. And I'm Ty. And we do pray that in everything that you do, that you walk the narrow. Way.